0: Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host Matt Howell, and
1: I'm your host Angie Rogers Howell.
0: What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast
1: featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss.
0: Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag Gone boss.
1: We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2k, or find us on Facebook by searching for Gone Boss. in the studio, we have Nancy Carlson, community volunteer. Welcome. Thank you very much. No problem.
2: So tell me a little bit about yourself. Grew up on a farm, uh, one of five children, and that farm is still there. It started in 1855 before the Civil War. And we're now in our sixth generation of farming that farm. Oh, wow. it's in the middle of Illinois. And I go back at least once a year to a farm meeting where the five kids that I grew up with, we own the farm now. Okay. Wow. So does your family still farm it? Yeah. A nephew farms it. And we have one meeting a year, and we just rave about how wonderful he is. Oh,
1: great. Lovely. Awesome, I
2: like that. So, from Illinois, how did you make it to Muncie? I was a high school teacher in Illinois at two different high schools and had a master's degree in communications. So, I decided to leave teaching and go into the radio business, Okay, which I did. And my opportunity for management, which fits this program came when I was offered the sales manager position at WMDH, which is headed up in Newcastle. Mm -hmm. I'd really never heard of WMDH, but it was my chance to be the boss. So I came over to Indiana and have never left.
1: Okay. All right. So is WMDH, is that where you know Matt from or just other places?
2: I can't remember. I've known Matt a long time. So I can't remember where he was. All right. Well he used
1: to work at MDH he was it. The nights and weekends guy back. Okay, that's probably back in the nineties. No, I wasn't there in the (laughs) eighties. Okay, okay. All right. So you came here for the radio
2: job and all of that. So what made you stay? I was sales manager at a radio station and spending a lot of time with my customers, pleasing them, making more sales and I was married to John Carlson and pregnant with my first child, and I decided this is too much. I want to be a homemaker. So I quit the radio job and decided to stay home, and that lasted about seven months because we ran out of money, and I realized we needed to work. So I applied at Ball State, and I got second place at Ball State, did not get the job. Turns out The guy who did get the job didn't show up. Uh Uh-oh. So they called me about two weeks before the semester began in August and said, do you still want that Ball State job? And I went, yes. (laughs) And I went there and was there on the faculty for 31 and a half years.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Good thing that guy didn't show up.
2: (laughs) It is. So what did you do at Ball State? I taught radio, television, and motion pictures or filmmaking Mm -hmm. and did documentaries. Okay.
1: Interesting. Interesting.
2: So tell me about your family. I was married to John Carlson for 40 years okay. before he died. And I have two children. One is John, and he's in Nashville, Tennessee, where he's in IT. Okay. And then I have Katie, who lives in Indianapolis and is the wellness coordinator of the Marion County Sheriff's Department.
1: Okay, nice. Grandkiddos? No
2: grandkids, but I have granddogs.
1: Okay, perfect. That, that works,
2: too. What do you like to do for fun? I volunteer a lot. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) I am breathless today because I've already volunteered two different places, and it's just the beginning of the afternoon. I volunteer at the teacher's store doing whatever they tell me to do. Today I sorted books, books that were good enough to put out on the shelf and books that needed to be moved to the many little free libraries that are in our county, books that were a little... More loved, well more loved, more yeah. <laughs> cracked. Mm-hmm. And then I sew so for Civic Theater, and I've been there twice already today. <laughs> I am making 11 sparkly vests okay. for White Christmas. Tech Week is next week, Hi. so I've got to hurry. <laughs> They're blue sparkles to go with all the snowflakes and such, and they raise, they vary in size from 5X. Down to a child size. Oh, goodness. And I'm trying to make them all alike. So (laughs) that's a lot of variation. That's what I'm working on now. Awesome. I read to third graders at Grissom. It's a crisis now, reading by third grade level. In fact, if you are not reading at grade level by age eight or so, your chances of graduating high school are much slimmer. Your chances of even being imprisoned in the future are higher. So it's very important to reach third graders to get them up to grade level. And I read to two or three a week. And um, it's one of my favorite things to do.
1: Nice. I like that. Do you do that through the United Way or through the school system?
2: I do it through YMCA Grissom Gold Program, oh, okay. but I've read a couple years with United Way. They really all kind of run together mm-hmm. because uh, the schools don't care Yeah, they who don't it care who are that <laughs> comes and helps. Yeah. And, and they really need grown-ups who love to read, love to listen to a child read without telling them all the words. Let the child work out the words themselves. Okay. So I have uh, several kids that I read to, and I just love them.
1: Nice. So do you you read to them, and then they read back to you? They read write to you? back to
2: me, or we'll read page alternate pages. Okay. Um, if they're having a mood, kids are very emotional oh. right now. Yes. And if they're in a bad mood, or if they've had a bad day, or, you know, there's something going on wrong at home, I'll say, you just let me read to you, and we'll sit in beanbag chairs, and I'll read and show them the words and show them the pictures, and and it's pretty relaxing. I feel like I'm a therapy dog.
1: <laughs> nice. I like that
2: what's something you wish you had known when you were first starting out
1: either in business or life or
2: i am definitely type a personality always have to be busy um, i've found the winter slows down so i volunteered to be a foster mom for dogs you know it's like <laughs> i can't stop and that works fine now that i'm alone but when i was managing people you have to remember that not everybody works that way and i drive people crazy I think because I'm so very busy and driven and determined and willing to stay up all night to get something done and uh, I really don't think that fits a lot of people's personalities so I think I if I had to do it over again I'd relax more and not be so demanding and um, maybe enjoy it a little bit more. (laughs)
1: I have to say, Matt and I are the same way. We we don't like to be at home and bored, and we, we want to get stuff done on our timeline, and like other people don't have that same sense of urgency, <laughs> which is good because they're probably a little more low-key and not stressed out as much, but so maybe we could all learn from each other. Yeah. Did you run into any discrimination because you're a woman starting out?
2: I didn't see too much discrimination in the radio business because there were a lot of women in sales, Mm -hmm. but when I got to Ball State, I was the first woman on the tenure track faculty in my department, the first person to ever have a baby, be hugely fat, Mm -hmm. have milk in the refrigerator for my little one at home, and it was very hard for some of the particularly older men in the department to adjust to what I thought are family concerns, but they thought were female concerns. Mm -hmm. And so I'm convinced that the reason I didn't get the job the first time, remember I said Mm -hmm. that I was second in line, was that at the time I was hugely pregnant and waddling pretty much in a big tent of a maternity dress. And they asked me at the time in the interview if I thought I could handle it. And they didn't know me. Of course I could handle it. Well, yeah. But I think maybe they went, Yeah, I don't know. Let's hire the guy instead of the pregnant lady. Yeah. And uh, I had the last laugh because I got the job eventually anyway and went on to have another child. So I guess I showed them. But there was some discrimination. And then as I worked up my way in the TCOM, now called Media Department, I became the chair of the department, so the first woman, and I think at that point, people were kind of used to me, and women's lib had already come, and I think now they're ready for female managers.
1: Well, good. Well, and now the dean of the TCOM department, or media department, is Paige Turner, who's a woman and
2: all of that. That's right.
1: That's good. We had her on the podcast about a month or two ago, so what's your favorite band or artist?
2: I'm a Beatles fan, have always been a Beatles fan. I'm 74 years old, so I was about 14, something like that, when they came on the scene. And my parents didn't really approve and would never have let us go to Chicago or St. Louis to see them. But I loved them so much. And to this Day, I have a picture of George Harrison <laughs> in my <laughs> office, and so I have, I think, all the Beatles recordings, and and I've always loved them. But I love rock and roll and um, folk music okay. mostly. Perfect. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I am definitely an early bird to the tune of five thirty or six every morning, even though I'm retired. I have a routine. I do yoga. I stretch. I do devotions. I like the sunrise. I do coffee. And so even when I was married to John, I got up first and did my whole routine and really loved that quiet time in my lazy boy recliner with a, you know my books beside me and could have that coffee or two uh, before the day started.
1: I was gonna say, if you've already volunteered at two different places this already today, you must be a sort of an early bird at least. So yeah, sounds like it.
2: What's your favorite book? I loved the Harry Potter books recently. I mean in the last twenty years. I love the book Chocolat. And I think it just translates to chocolate. It's a French book. Later they made a movie. Yeah,
1: I was like, wasn't that didn't they make that just into a movie? A
2: beautiful book. And and I you know, there's lots of books. I'm a reader and in a book club. I'm in a book club called women of mystery books which translates to womb oh nice <laughs> and we've been meeting over 30 years oh, wow
1: okay. in monsey
2: at different people's houses and then we went to zoom during the covid pandemic and we've stayed on zoom for one good reason and that is as book club members move out of state move away say goodbye They couldn't come to our houses anymore, and then we discovered they could Zoom in all the time, so we never went back to visiting in each other's homes. We just meet monthly and read a book a month on Zoom. We read female authors with female protagonists, usually private eyes, but not necessarily. Sometimes police officers, but they're always murder mysteries. Murder mysteries. Well, that's
1: a fun, not-too-heavy kind of book club kind of thing. Nice. Have
2: you ever met anyone famous? I had lunch with Lady Bird Johnson at the White House.
1: (laughs) That's pretty famous.
2: (laughs) One of the ways that I learned leadership was through 4-H Club. I've told you that I was a farm girl, and we were extremely active in 4-H. One of the things 4-H teaches is parliamentary procedure. And I've always had the notion that if you know parliamentary procedure, you can get your way in any meeting. Mm -hmm. And so I learned it early and found myself president of this and that club in high school. And then the County 4-H Federation, which was the countywide group. And then I competed in a state competition. And four of us from Illinois got to go to the White House to the National 4-H Conference. And then we were invited to a, they called it brunch, but it was kind of like lunch With the First Lady, and out the window of the White House, I saw President Lyndon Baines Johnson playing with his dogs. So Mm -hmm. that was...
1: That's pretty nice. I didn't
2: meet him, but... You saw him out the window. Pretty close out the window.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you had lunch with Lady Bird. Like, not many people
2: can say that. That's pretty cool. What's your guilty pleasure? In food, it's Chex Mix. Mm, that is I good. make it twice a year and then eat the entire batch. <laughs> no one else in my family seems to be that crazy about it, but something about the butter mixed with the Worcestershire sauce and all those checks just hit my spot. And so I try not to make it very often because I'll eat the whole batch. The whole so that's one guilty pleasure.
1: Do you have a favorite in the mix, like your favorite, like
2: chip or.? I like. The cashews. I like to substitute out the good nuts from the peanuts. Oh, okay. And so I'm particular about that. But I would say that's a guilty pleasure.
1: That is a good one.
2: What's your favorite movie? I think E. T. has it all. It, it's clean and pleasurable for children, but there are so many deep lessons in it about acceptance that it has been my favorite movie for decades now, and of course. I do love movies and try to see all the Oscar noms mm-hmm. each year, which is kind of hard because sometimes they don't come to my own theater. Yeah. Or I'll go to Indianapolis if I have to, but I try to see all the nominations to see what the fuss is. Okay. And But I do have my favorites.
1: Nice. What's your hidden talent? Something you're good at that people might not know.
2: I love to dance. Oh, okay. And okay. lately I've joined Harmony Studio, which is in downtown Muncie, and it's not partner dancing cuz you know there's just it's not a lot of men go right. to this and so if if they want to line up 10 women and say let's do the cha cha you can and i've always i've been a living room dancer for A long time, and we used to go to sock hops on Friday night at the Catholic Church, which just horrified our parents, because we were Lutherans, (laughs) Oh my! and to go to the Catholic Church, they thought Catholicism would rub off on us or something, (laughs) but the dances were at the Catholic Church, and I danced and did all the 60s dances like the Freddie and the mashed potato Mm -hmm. and the twist and things like that, so I really love to dance, and I can't wait to start at Harmony. I just joined this week, so... Um that's one thing. And also I'm a good seamstress which did not come in handy as I was a working woman cuz who has time? Nobody has
1: time for that, And right? I
2: you know never made my own clothes or my kids' clothes, but costuming that's different. Costumes are so elegant and sparkly that I would never wear something like that on the street, but I love making things like that. So I can sew pretty well.
1: Nice. Well, and one thing I like about Civic is you know you're going through the rehearsals and the process and you know it feels like you're just just doing it and going through the motions but then like once you get closer and like oh my costume magically arrives like in the the dressing room which isn't magical because you spent all that time sewing it but that's really when it starts like coming to life and coming together I feel like
2: well one thing I love about Civic is that the actors don't have to do anything to get into their costumes. We make costumes to fit the actors, no matter what. And and the actors are hired, well, actually, they're volunteers. Volunteers. (laughs) Because of their voices or their acting ability, not because they can fit into those tiny little size six dresses that people donate to our theater. (laughs) Instead, we make costumes to fit the actors. And I love that attitude. It's a very inclusive attitude attitude and it's freeing for the actors. All they have to do is get up there and sing and dance and not worry about their costume.
1: I as a as an actor, I also appreciate that.
2: <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? You know, I'm embarrassed to say neither one. That is a perfectly fine I'm not fine a sci-fi answer. person. I'm not a sci-fi person. I didn't get started on them early. I think once you got started, then you had to see them all maybe even Watch the television series way back when. I really never did. So I feel, I try to keep up with c- pop culture, but in that area, I'm a real failure. Oh, and another area. I don't keep up very well with action heroes, superheroes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when kids come to my door at Halloween, it's like, who are you? Who are you supposed the to be? The <laughs> kid will tell me who they are, and it's like, oh, okay, sure. Because I don't know any of those people.
1: I I get it. I am not a sci-fi or superhero person either, which disappoints my family greatly because
2: they all are. (laughs) What's your most used emoji on your phone? That's another thing. It's embarrassing, but my most used one is that blue thumbs up because I really don't like emojis very well. I think they're uh, substitutes for words. And um, I don't want paragraphs either. If I if I ask somebody a question, I just want a terse, short answer, not a paragraph. But um, I don't. I'm not an emoji person.
1: That's okay too. Tell me something that's on your bucket list.
2: I travel a lot. I've been to Europe three times in this year, and <laughs> um, I'm going next year. I'm going to Cuba in April. Okay. And uh, I'm going to a Viking River tour in September of next year, Steamboat Springs, Colorado for a family reunion. I got a lot of Florida every year. So I have a lot of traveling that I'm going to do till I can't. Now, the great thing is I have four sisters who are all also in their 70s and everybody's healthy. So as long as we five sisters can travel together We're going to do it nonstop, and we know that that day will come to an end. Somebody will have a heart attack. Somebody will have a stroke, but until then, by golly, we're going.
1: Excellent. So do you guys all travel together?
2: We travel together. We went to Ireland last year, and uh, we've been to the wine country, the Smoky Mountains. We just got back from a 10-day trip to New England. So as long as we can, we're going to.
1: Do you have a favorite place you've traveled to so far?
2: I like Spain because I minored in Spanish in college, and then I picked up daily Spanish, teaching myself Spanish with Duolingo, which is an online program, and I only do the free one. And I did it for um, over two years without missing a day.
1: I... I did that too during the pandemic, and we were Duolingo buddies.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We were. It's it's something you want to stick with, Mm -hmm. and you will lose it if you don't use it. So recently, I went to Spain and used it, and the Spanish waiters thought it was sort of cute. We weren't. (laughs) My sister and I really weren't good at it, but I think the waiters appreciated our trying. Yeah. And so I'm going to start again in January to prepare for Cuba. Nice. Or Cuba. Cuba.
1: Yes. (laughs) I did my Duolingo for 969 days. Wow. I was going for a thousand.
2: That's amazing.
1: But I got COVID and I thought I did it one day and I did not. And so I lost my streak and I was so upset. I didn't go.
2: (laughs) Matt was like, you can just start over. I'm like, no, I was at 969 days. I know. I'll start over because I quit too when I went to Spain. And then I'll start over because I want to be fresh when I go to Cuba.
1: Yeah. If I were going to Cuba, I would start over too. (laughs) How do you maintain a positive attitude?
2: I have always been very cheerful. It is a gift I think I got from my mother. Um, I think being a middle child of five, I wanted a lot of attention because there were the big kids and there were the little kids in our family and then there was Nancy in the middle. So I think that I was bubbly on purpose and it just rubbed off. In high school, I was that way. Cheerleader, no surprise about that. And... um, have been able to maintain that and even after John died you have a choice of moping around or carrying on and I just decided to carry on while I'm so healthy because uh, you could lose that any time yeah what does success mean to you? it has nothing to do with what other people think of you I don't care what people think of me as a sales manager of a radio station or the chair of the department. It's how I felt I was doing. And and you do your best, and you make mistakes, and you learn from those mistakes. And I just think that it's a very personal, internal feeling. It has nothing to do with money. In fact, in my poorer days, John and I were so happy. And, you know, I'm sure it's because you're in love and newly married and all that kind of thing. But we couldn't really call ourselves successful. He was a on the foot reporter walking to the police station and city hall getting some notes from boring meetings every day. He would never have called himself a success. But we were so happy. And he loved his job. And I loved my job. I loved teaching. And so I think, that's what's really important. And I found out in retirement, you really need a lot less money, not more money. Hmm. So that surprised me. I thought you had to save and save and save and save and and then you'd have a big pile of money and then you spend it down. Well, it turns out you you don't spend very much. You don't go out very often. I don't eat and I won't eat lunch. I mean, I'm still working on my Thanksgiving leftovers Mm -hmm. That's probably half the United States is right now, (laughs) but, but uh, you just don't spend as much. You don't need clothes and you've got enough clothes in your closet. So I don't measure success by money and I sure don't measure it by what other people think. It's got to be something internal. Perfect. Tell me about the dogs. I am a dog lover and support both Grateful Rescue and ARF here in town I am right now fostering the cutest little baby you ever saw, but I'm not calling it by its given name because I don't want to fall in love with the puppy. Because <laughs> I might be giving it away to its owners as soon as the end of this week. Oh! But I have a little wiener dog myself, and I'm, I love dachshunds. They're real stubborn and kind of stupid, but they're really loyal and cuddle in bed with you. And so I've always had dogs. Even in my 20s when I had no business getting a dog and running after it and trying to set a career going and all that, I, uh, I've always been a dog person. And I had cats. I like cats. But I love dogs.
1: Okay, nice.
2: I did a documentary once on Edmund F. Ball and his life. And one of the things his wife told me, Virginia, told me that Ed does every morning as he gets up and he says, what can I do today to help someone? And that moved me deeply. I put it in the documentary, but I also sort of put it in my soul as a purpose in life because I'm so blessed. You can call it, you know, I came from a good family or I'm a farm kid or whatever is the reason that I'm blessed. But when you're blessed, I think it's your job to be a blessing to other people. It's, that's a Bible verse, actually. But I'm blessed to be a blessing, and I hope that the volunteer work that I do or the work I do for my neighbors doesn't make an impact on me, aren't I great? aren't I helping people, but rather that someone got some aid that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So I have health and I have time and talents. And so my purpose in life is to use those for the benefit of others. Perfect.
1: Thank you so much for stopping by today. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.
0: I've got 57 channels and nothing's on.
1: Isn't that a song?
0: It is a song by Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) anyway. the boss. We have plenty to watch. We do. We have Hulu. We have Max. We have Netflix. Netflix, And we've got Disney Plus, which I hang on to because of Star Wars. But I don't even watch the shows anymore. I know. So we should get rid of that one. We should. But I just, it's Disney. I know. But But there is plenty to watch. But we are (laughs) re-watching. A show we've already watched. We've We've watched every season of
2: it.
1: We have. Even when it was bad and arguably not good, we still watched it because I am a completist and I must watch everything. So the show is... We are talking
0: about The Walking Dead.
1: Yes. Now we, you and I... Like zombie shows. I think yes. we've seen every zombie movie, show, anything that Anything out with there, zombie, we we have seen it.
0: At least tried to watch it. Good, we, bad, we got,
1: indifferent, we whatever. We got
0: halfway through season one of iZombie, and I think we gave that one up.
1: I feel like we finished the season.
0: You probably did. I did not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: probably I did, yes, because I'll watch it even if it's terrible.
0: But anyway, we are re-watching The Walking Dead. We are on season two. They're at the farm. They haven't even made it to the prison yet. But it's so good. It
1: is so good. Like, and I remember, because, like, The Walking Dead, as the seasons go along, gets ridiculous and terrible. Like, (laughs) it it truly is. But the first few seasons are really, really good and compelling television. So we're rewatching it, and I just won. If I were in a zombie apocalypse, first of all, I wouldn't survive. I wouldn't want to survive. I don't care. Uh, so my zombie apocalypse survival is to go to your dad's house, mom and dad's yes. house, which is next door. They've got the guns. They've got the food. They have a wood-burning stove. That's where I'm going. and I'm just hanging out there. But on this show, on Walking Dead, yes. it kills me <laughs> their survival strategy. Like, it just, it, they're like... I get it at the beginning. You haven't figured out how the zombies work and all of that. Right, right. But eventually, would you figure it out. You figure it out. So they'll like come across like a whole bunch of zombies, right? And they're like, "Oh, they're not any danger. We'll just let them go." And I'm like, "Every zombie is a dangerous zombie." <laughs> Exactly. Kill it, every everyone you come across. You kill it.
0: And if if it was me, I'd be carrying a pitchfork because I don't want to get that close to them, but you got to stab them in the right. head. And we, pitchfork is a perfect tool.
1: That is a good tool. Yes.
0: Yeah. But none of them have it. They, they all they have, have these
1: tiny little knives they and have daggers. Guns,
0: arrows, uh, and then knives, they have to get right up on them and, and, and pluck in the head. Yeah. There. And then
1: they get their like zombie juice all over them and exactly. stuff. Like, come on, get it together, guys. And like, every zombie you leave running free is just a danger to somebody else. It is going to create at least one more zombie, but probably more, because they're going to bite somebody, and that person's going to bite somebody, and then that person's going to bite somebody, and then just every zombie you come across, you need to kill it. End of story.
0: And that kills us, because that's the way we would approach it. That's how you do it. We just massacre and slaughter the undead. Like,
1: yeah, because they're... Who are dead. (laughs) They're dead, undead, whatever. They're They're not people. They are infected, diseased And we things. just got
0: done with that episode where the zombies come out of the barn.
1: Oh, yes. And Herschel. <laughs> Herschel's like, that's my w- my wife in there and whatever. And they're like, they're not people.
0: And then it's like a firing squad. It's like, oh, bang, 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 bang. Just, everybody everybody dead. but there you go. Everybody's <laughs> dead. That's what ah.
1: should have happened in the first place. Kill every zombie, every walker you come across is a gone, Dunzo zombie. Second of all, I don't understand why these people, they'll go and scavenge a little bit.
0: Yeah, but like, they'll leave stuff. There. They'll leave stuff
1: behind, or like I'm going to, because in this one somebody's pregnant, and this, I'm going to the to town for a pregnancy test and prenatal supplies or whatever. But like they leave the whole rest of the pharmacy there. No, go in there, <laughs> clean out everything. They go into houses, right? And because mm. they're looking for a little girl, they go into houses. They should break out into groups. You systematically go into every. Every store, every, every pantry. house, they're, they're on a highway full of cars, right? Yes, clear out clear the cars. Clear out every car and get every piece of something that might be valuable, whether you need it now or not, like whatever's valuable, food, medicine, clothes,
0: gas. gas. Siphon that gas out. Exactly.
1: There's 500 cars on this road. <laughs> Jeez Louise, how are you alive? I don't understand. And then get like a piece of... like find some spray paint you know when you're raiding walmart or whatever and then put an x on the door of every car and every house and every store so you know you've checked it and everyone knows you've it's been checked like i don't understand like why are they leaving leaving stuff behind how do these people survive i don't understand
0: Uh, it sounds like a story
1: it is a story. <laughs> and I've already said, I don't want to survive in a zombie apocalypse. I'm not going to be one of the ones fighting until the end. I don't need to be around for that. But if I was going to be, I would be the one in the back. And I would be telling everybody else what to do. Because that's what I do. I tell people what oh, to yes, do. Yes. So I'd be like, listen here. We need to do this, 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 and this. And then you, Matt. Make it happen.
0: <laughs> sorry your daughter got bit. We have to shoot her. We
1: have to shoot her. She's oh going to <laughs> infect us all. I know. And I am a cold and heartless person, but it's true. Like, I'm sorry they're no longer a person. Anyway, I've spent way too long thinking about zombie and zombie apocalypse. Well,
0: I'm survival. looking forward to the uh, prison season, season and three. then the governor. I really liked him before Negan. Now, Negan, he's he's the number one bad guy.
1: He is the number one bad
0: guy. And then they tried to writing me in that weird way. And that's why the series did <sighs> not just end goes. well for us. No. But we've watched the Daryl series. We've watched, uh, what's another spinoff? That one where Negan and... Uh, Negan
1: and Maggie they go to New, new York. York. The new <laughs> one is coming out in February. And that's with Carol,
0: right? No. Oh, no, it's not Carol's Well, story? Carol and Daryl,
1: yes. That one already happened. It's going to be like in the next year or two. Okay. No, but this one is Rick and Michonne. They're oh. going to finally find each other. And apparently Janice, that one lady from the trash heap, apparently she comes back too.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of remember her in the whole whispers and the walkers. Ah, anyway.
1: We've seen way We've too many. We've watched too
0: many zombies. But we did not like the other one. Fear of the walking dead. We didn't even watch. Oh, it.
1: that one was terrible. I think every I think even true diehard walking fan walking dead fans agreed that Fear the Walking Dead was atrocious. Yeah, so. just kill that one off. Just kill that one. I think it's
0: gone now anyway.
1: Anyway, we've you watched have, too many zombie things. You have
0: to stab it in the head for it to be gone forever.
1: Yes. <laughs> stab everyone that you see and come across because any zombie is a dangerous zombie.
0: You're brutal. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss.
1: Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss.
0: We're on Instagram at goneboss2k, or you can find us on Facebook just by searching goneboss.
1: If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts.
0: Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at schaeferleadership.com.
1: Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has gone gone boss. boss!